grasped in her hand was a dog-eared paperback edition of Bernardo's Cleaned by a Gamble. She held it up so she could see the cover reflected in a decorative mirror on the opposite stall. A reproduction of Huck's still life from the stockade, the title and author's name imposed slapdash over the watercolour in a garish font turgidly coloured. Turning it upside down, she made a swooshing sound with her mouth before buying it. Over the next few days, she carefully read through the book, tearing out each page she finished. Then, she flooded her mouth with saliva, sniffed in nasal mucus, scrunched up the sheet, and popped it into her mouth to chew. After some time, she rolled onto her front, dangling her arms over the edge, and spat the snotty pulp onto a metal tray situated on the floor at the bedside, and began mixing it with tufts of sheep wool that her younger brother had collected from the barbed wire fence that ran along the bottom of the garden. Finally, springing up from the bed and using her chair as a step, she reached up to push it into the top left corner of her room, above the south-facing bedroom window, to join all the previous books she had processed that year. She lay back down. The sun warmed her face as she continued reading. A glow pervaded her, infused then emitted. She dropped the hand she had held up over her brow to shield some of the light's unwanted intensity. Her eyelids half closed to absorb the gentle heat. She turned her head and spat some leftover mulch paper towards a tray. Settling her head back onto the pillow, she noticed a blood-red colour gathering at the outer edge, darkening the previously carmine-washed tarsal plates, which now pulsed a warning in day-glow greens and yellows. It's 4am. The light in the bathroom is on the same circuit as the extractor fan. And I don't want to wake Lucy, so I light a candle 
lower my pyjama bottoms and sit down. That's when I realise it's not a candle. It's a World War II marine distress flare from the eBay box. So I panic and fling it into the corner of the room. Now, if I'd been thinking correctly, I'd have known that unless I unwrapped the paper casement, unscrewed the safety cap, and loaded the armed cartridge into the chamber of the flare gun which I didn't have, the chances of the flare actually igniting were non-existent. And because I only lit part of the paper cap, I could easily have shaken the flame out. But the cartridge ricochets off the bathroom wall, the paper still alight, and is sent spinning towards the laundry basket, which is full of overalls and rags, soaked in turpentine from the furniture restoration I was doing earlier. But luckily it just grazes the flammable fabric, bounces off the basket ring, and lands squarely back into the eBay box where I see the flames flicker and grow as my mind runs through the box's contents. One assorted pack of big blast fireworks containing 12 Roman candles, 10 bottle rockets, 10 jumping jacks, 8 sky rockets, 6 Catherine wheels, 4 eagle fountains, and a battery of traffic light single shots. 22 vials of an experimental mixture of potassium nitrate, sulfur and charcoal granules, the principal ingredients in an exfoliating facial scrub, a franchise since abandoned in favour of my furniture upcycling initiative, especially since the initial and concluding clinical trials on Lucy revealed the cosmetic to precipitate a localised outbreak of painful blisters and swelling. A 5-litre carton of tetrachloroethylene, the dry cleaning solvent, packaged in recycled cardboard, an attempt to appeal to the eco-conscious consumer of clothing cleaned in chemical solvents. An ill-conceived venture on two fundamental levels which I won't go into here. Six bundles of MX-80 firecrackers for the kids. A ten-pound sack of ammonium nitrate for the farmers. And a miniaturised but fully functional replica of the Trident D2 ballistic missile for the serious endgame cosplay nuts. Snapping back to the present, I notice a glass of water next to the basin and hurl the contents towards the box. But in the semi-darkness, I don't realise that it's actually the jar of turpentine I was using to clean my varnish brushes earlier, until the liquid ignites, sending a surge of flames towards the ceiling, setting off the sprinkler system, which, ordinarily, would be a welcome corrective to this calamity had I not unfortunately filled the system with white spirits yesterday in an attempt to clean it, which apparently should never do. So now the room begins to fill with a flammable noxious mist. I grab the corner of the shower curtain, pulling it over my head to shield myself, and the force of my tug pulls three rings from the rail, one of which connects with the swing-top lid of the eBay box, closing it on the flames, which extinguish immediately, and seconds later, the sprinklers turn off. I carefully emerge from the shower curtain and assess the scene. The eBay box is emitting a few dying wisps of grey smoke. Everything's moist with the flammable dew of cleaning solvents that glisten softly in the dancing glimmer of amber light. I begin to relax. All now seems calm and relatively subdued. But then I wonder, where is this dancing flicker of amber light coming from? 
and it's only then I notice the lighter in my right hand, a bunny zippo from a consignment of counterfeit Miffy smoking paraphernalia, recalled from sale due to a defect causing excessive leakage of fuel. It's still light, and it's been steadily dripping liquid butane onto my flannel gym jams. It's also at this point that the scalding heat of the lighter's flint wheel, still pressing against my thumb, becomes apparent. And, not wanting to wake Lucy, I wince silently as I drop the lighter into the combustible bunches between my legs. I ignite in a flash, like the head of a match. The flannel night pants go first, followed by the pyjama jacket. Then my hair, my beard, my eyebrows, all my skin. In a futile panic, I get up and start to shuffle about. But my movement's impeded by the flaming pyjama bottoms around my ankles. Where am I going to go? I'm on fire. Probably the safest thing to do is just stay here in this tiled room. Resigned, I sit back down on the toilet seat and let the flames do their thing. And as the tissues of my body are transfigured into heat, light and ash, I regret, to a degree, not acquainting myself with eBay's list of items prohibited from sale. Lucy finds me in the morning, a charred cadaver still seated on the latrine. She sniffs indifferently at my cauterized femurs and then pads around the flat in search of her squeaky starfish. Okay. 